Hello. Hiya. What is good? And welcome back to Cliffhangers. We are Barney and Lukey from Truffle Pig Wigs, your favourite vivacious girls, gals who just live, love, laugh everything about drag. We're coming at you from London's dazzling East End with the unofficial, unrequested and unhinged Drag Race podcast. So we'll be screaming and yelling over as many seasons of Drag Race before we pass out. So grab yourself a Capri Sun and get yourself comfy. Just a little cliffhangers disclaimer. We are super fans of drag in all its forms and our number one rule here is that the only people getting laughed at should be us. Cliffhangers is here to uplift queer art and nothing we say is changing or discrediting that. Try as we might. Introducing to the stage, he's mad local. It's Barney. <laughs> Thank you, Emily K, for that severe cuss. <laughs> and Lukey Luck, whose birth certificate is an apology to the condom factory. <laughs> <laughs> it's been nine full days now since my brain has had any peace and quiet from Bing Bang Bombs. <laughs> it's, it wakes believe... me up in the middle of the night. I go to bed thinking of it. I wake up thinking of it. I think in bings and bongs and dings and dongs. I'm losing my what mind. What about the sings and songs? They're the worst of all. I don't know. I am so glad to see the girls skyrocketing into worldwide domination and fame, to be honest. You could say it's a United Kingdom domination. Oh, (laughs) it's a crossover you didn't see coming. Uh, How are you doing, Luke's? Oh, I'm okay. I'm all right. I can't get over how hot it is today. Me and Lukey are schwitzing in the studio. So this week, finally, Snatch Game a.k.a. The Crying Game, a.k.a. (laughs) More Tears Than London in a Pandemic. (laughs) I was obsessed with how they just showed RuPaul's face change from the United King Dolls performance back to back with Banana Drama. It was like, you know, when you do the hand thing over your thing and change face. (laughs) Yeah, like memes waiting to happen. The lady is not amused. No, and quite rightly so. (laughs) Um, Although I do feel, obviously you'd want to be very, very happy for your sisters, but... It must be so difficult just to see the way that that's blown up in the public eye and just being like, oh, I was just one choice away from being in the King Dolls. So it's straight after Joe's elimination and it's that curse again. If you come back, you're going straight back home. I, I think only Trixie's the one who has stayed. One week and then she went. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't even know why they bother. No. <laughs> like it's clearly not working, but it is a fantastic piece of production, TV production. Like so guys, not only are you carrying on in that curse, but you've also had the chance to come back and they've also had this massive long break and the whole like whole added extra gutted that you've gone again. I hate to say it, I hate to see it. Um I did see that Joe Black had released who their snatch game was. Mm, Who? Uh they were doing Tallulah Bankhead, who like I know the name, but like I first of all, not a visual uh clue for me at all. Like I get the reference but it's very sort of like grey finger waves, martini glass. like Oh, shock. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Not Joe Black doing Joe Black. Yeah. If no one is going to know who they are, then I don't feel like they would have done well at Snatch Game either because um, I feel like when Jinx Monsoon did Little Edie, not a lot of people would have known who Little Edie was if they hadn't seen Grey Garden. Sure. But there was like a whole visual thing with it that she was like, you could instantly look at her and be like, that is Little Edie if, if you have seen it, which a lot of older gays would have. And even some of the old soul gays, <laughs> old soul, whoever old, came up with that is... Or the soul soul. Really, really, really need to put them on ice. Um, but yeah, so I don't actually think she would have done well if she'd stayed. That's my personal opinions. I mean, not one to predict futures of, that haven't happened, but I think she would have just been Joe Black. <laughs> Being yeah. Joe Black, dressed kind of as Joe Black. That's theme, hasn't it? Um, but yeah, Tia, um, 
everyone at this beginning, after they wiped off the message, everyone was, it was spicy. Everyone was really coming for each other, wasn't it? It was like, oh, I very much duck. enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah. We head straight into the workroom and we're with the weapon of the mirror message. And I thought it was very weird of Tia to be like, sorry, can I just fact check that I'm the first person? It was like, <laughs> that's, a, it's a weird time to be gloating. <laughs> I'd like to ask her, do you think you did well in that lip sync? Do you think you killed it? I guess if you've won, you've won. There's no need to dwell on it bad just, points. It just wasn't the vibe, <laughs> you know. But one thing I do absolutely love about Tia is that she, like you just said, she just doesn't seem to dwell at all on the negative of the situation. She's like, okay, that shit storm is over. Moving on. Always. I don't think I dwelled enough on her outfit. When I saw it again this week, I was shocked. <laughs> need I remind you that I gave it a two? I know. Score yet. Yeah, I couldn't believe that. Only paralleled by the abomination of you giving Ginny Lemon's pink dress a two as well. <laughs> Shout out to Ginny. Um, interesting that, that Sister said she's now gained confidence because she has a different wardrobe, which I thought was like... Is it because you've got a new face? Ooh, very, very... Yeah. She's not the only one who's got a bad attitude after their NJ, I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I just thought it was very interesting because obviously they're in a completely exemplary uh, time that that's never happened to any queens before. Mm. And would other queens watch that and be like, that's really fucking unfair that you got seven, like you got, you got to see the competition, go away, improve yourself and come back. It's like basically you're doing all stars now. Uh, maybe I thought that if I was watching that and I had appeared on Drag Race, I'd be like, that's kind of out of order. Sucks that you now feel, feel a bit better, do you know what I mean? But, yeah, but with um, exception to season 12 and 13, like, you got to actually do a world tour after your season. So <laughs> I think rein it in, boys yeah, and yeah, girls yeah, yeah. and days. Um, uh-huh. I saw the her most hilarious meme that obviously didn't save it, can't find it. Fantastic. But <laughs> the top half of it is RuPaul doing, being like... I have flown all the way here. Like, this is the Eurovision of drag. And then cut to her of the, the uh, season finale of season 12 with the blue face mask the on. Face it's like, in. wow, wow, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Those uh, in glass houses. This is the elite state of drag. I don't want anything. I don't want anything pedestrian. And it's just in that like, literal like, purple H&M hoodie. It's yeah, like, bro. But, but for you. And also it's like, so this is what happens when you don't have your 50 people around yeah. you. <laughs> I thought Bimini looked like a lovely little baby in a oh. little bonnet. It just, it just showed her in her face. It looked like um, Anna Mae's Grieslin or whatever it's called. <laughs> yeah. uh, I felt a bit bad for Tia, like sister and Ellie piling on her. So glad that Lawrence clapped back for, for the gals. True. Clapped back for the nation. I feel like they were sort of uh vibe checking her though because she was like her i feel like what for people that are like terrified at that they're gonna go home for someone who's just like lip sync for the second time in a row just to come back and be like really being very flippant about it which she was being like excuse me am i kind of like a record breaker Mm-mm. and they're like actually you've, you've nearly just gone and this is really fucking serious for us i felt like it was just like not the right time and they felt a bit hot about it but it's like you've got no reason to be feeling hot you didn't have to lip sync and I know, but I feel like it's quite disarming for someone not to be taking it very seriously. She's like, do you know what? You might as well go because this is really fucking serious for me. Because if I was in that position, I would not be acting the way that you were. Mm. She's perfectly entitled to act however the fuck she wants. But I felt like that was maybe where the reaction was coming from. Um, when Ellie ripped off that prosthetic beak, I found that oh. very unnerving. <laughs> Putting a pic absolutely. of that on for damn sure. Oh my God, absolutely. And also that there was just like a weird black top lip. <laughs> that ain't for me. Um, I thought... You know, like when the winners uh, sort of hugged and jumped up and down, I thought it was very cringe and gross that then the, I hate to say it, losers were like, oh, yeah, like we didn't win. It's like, let them fucking have it. Like you'll 
potentially yeah. have your chance to shine. But it's like Maybe not. three of those girls haven't won a badge before. Let them enjoy their fucking win, you salty bitches. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she said what she said. saying it. <laughs> um, so then it is a new day in the workroom and we have everyone come in in their cute gay little outfits. Taste and Ahura looked fucking sick. Taste giving me Rhythm Nation fantasy. I, I believe that was uh, some K- KTZ, I feel. Uh, I either read that somewhere or noticed that. I, can't I think I saw someone saying, oh, with the vintage. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what I loved in this is the Lawrence's... Lawrence, I know obviously their... I believe it's their Twitter handle is Shady Lawrence. Shady Cheney <laughs> or whatever. But Lawrence is not even shady. They're just like straight up fucking rude to their face. When she just like looked Ellie in the eye and she was like, you're not known for being funny. <laughs> I literally... How dare Lawrence look straight in Ellie's <laughs> eyes? She's funny. So brutal. I know. Absolutely savage. Just being like... um. Are you worried? Because this isn't a skill you have. Yeah. <laughs> also, Chaney, as uh, Bimini calls her, which I might pick up. What are you into? So she has three wins in a row. Three and I've done a bit of research. Research. She, that research. That is matched by Chad and Chanel in All Stars 1. Yeah. Alaska in All Stars 2. Ooh. And Manila in All Stars 4. But only one has beaten them all with four consecutive main challenge wins. Who and when? If you think you know all your stuff. Um, is this any of the drag races? Yeah. Oh, four... Four, uh, four consecutive wins in a main challenge. Is it Trinity? Nope. Oh, she's all over the shop. No, Wait no. a damn minute. <laughs> uh, oh, of course. Um, thingy. Um, <laughs> ben de la Creme. Yeah. <laughs> all stars free, baby. Yeah. She Ben de la Creme'd herself. Oh, of course, yeah. Sorry. I very much enjoyed when Tia was like, why are you coming for me on this day? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me too. Taste thought, was creasing I thought, that well. is, that's a soundbite. I, I also <laughs> very much enjoyed Bimini's little NB Miranda Priestley coat cape as well. Did you see that? Lovely I saw the fishnet print, shrug arms. <laughs> little leopard, leopard print um, coat as cape. I thought, that's a very glamorous on an older woman, isn't it? Well, if you like to do spins when you enter a room, of course you're going to need a cape look. <laughs> Yet you today. Nothing. I don't Nothing spin, for I twirl. <laughs> so then RuPaul, Charles, comes in in a lovely cobalt blue shirt. Chinoiserie suit. Lady Rubella. Rubella. Oh, measles, mumps, Rubella. Um, And she she announces that it's everyone's favourite, the Snatch Game. Oh, the Snatch. The honeys are a bit worried. El Snatchio. That's because it is fucking hard. But I was going to say, would you be worried? Um, No, because I would have prepared for this to the same level that I would have prepared my runways. This is something that we talk about this all the time. And this is something that I would have had. I would have a base, like, you know how Cracker had that book of Mm. outfits to do, wigs to try. I would have a book of Snatch. Yeah. So who would you do on the Snatch? Now, I have two, two that I I, I go back and forth on, but I did actually watch in this thing of a third one. Now, my first one that I always go to is, which I thought was like super fucking hot before this season was Lily Savage. Mm. It blows my mind that there's been no real reference to arguably the most famous British drag reference that we have, yeah. which is Lily Savage. Like, But then I also thought, watching it, I was like, hold up. Me, terrible wig, no makeup, school uniform as Jermay. <laughs> <laughs> Do they not have to be UK people? I don't think so. Is that just... Because I think they always are. I oh, know, I suppose because Thingy did Trump. Yeah. Because I've really been narrowing my options to UK-based. So before, I didn't think you could do characters. Yeah. So then that led me to think, maybe I'd be Chloe from Geordie Shaw. <laughs> I'd be one of them. 
and just be like having chicken nuggets coming at me, brah, and just being like, <laughs> I feel like that would be a great choice. Crazy for you. again, recognizable look, recognizable voice, a real stylistic choice about how she acts. All the time. I do find the Geordie accent one of the hardest, though, so I'd really have to practice. And she's Rola like, Costa, Rola Costa, and also she's like, without being a bitch, like she's she makes a lot of stupid comments as well. So there's like colors to her. Do you know what I mean? Rather than just like shouting all the time. Sure. She, Martin, Martin, calling RuPaul Martin. Where's yeah. Marty? Um, but yeah, very into that choice for you. But also, I don't want to be robbed of seeing your Jill Tyrrell. No, well, yeah. If I'm allowed, if if she's allowed to do Vicky Pollard, then I'm doing Jill Tyrrell. Yeah. Okay. Um, let's talk about the walk around. What was your thoughts on someone doing Vicky Pollard? A difficult moment in time to be doing anyone from Little Britain. <laughs> Truly, <laughs> I just want to go on record and say Cliffhangers does not support anything that Little Britain brought, brought to the forefront <laughs> in that. In that cursed program. Um, I thought it was a good choice. I thought it was like, it's yeah. like, a, that is a perfectly rounded comedy character right there for you to do. And to reference Lawrence Cheney, Shady Cheney, she's not known for her comedy. So I actually thought that is, that is a very smart choice because it doesn't really rely on comedy. It relies on catchphrases. Mm. Do you know what I mean? It relies on just doing the, you're a butt new butt, like, which, which does make people laugh. I was actually quite offended by the disservice that RuPaul gave to Dane Shirley Bassey. Can like, you I believe? thought, I would reckon I could do a good Dame Shirley, but she'd just be like, Dame Shirley, yeah, like, like, I'm coming up with an answer, Ru, or just like, it's like how dare oh, you say she's... about that, haven't they? Delivery, character. <laughs> what was that? The spirit of Dame Shirley was in the room. Like, Shirley Bassey is a diva, and I can't believe that she doesn't get her chance to, well, twice now. She hasn't had a chance to bloody shine. I've earned my divaship. Truly. Yeah, nasty. Um, I really love that they keep some of them secret as well, because I'm like, mm. <laughs> who's going to be on that panel? Um, I love that you don't like find out all of them. Um, I've, I've put again, Lawrence is savage to people's faces. <laughs> 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 really, really working his way deep into my heart, honestly. Just like a real, real fantastic. Um, how did you feel about taste as Kath, the choice? So good i love kath and kim so much and uh, i thought that was a real fucking great choice as well because like you really can't go that wrong if you know the character inside out if you can play with if you like because do you know what i was thinking which would be a fantastic fucking choice for you but also maybe for me karen walker i can't believe no one's ever done her before recognizable voice recognizable comedy style recognizable look like, plus Mitzi, so. Yeah, plus <laughs> you get to buy a Mitzi from Wigs by the Way. On the bus here, I bought myself a blonde um, uh, pixie car wig. Lovely. Just for like a Zoom hard... chats. <laughs> a hard I don't even know. It's off AliExpress. As, hang on. For Zoom chats is in like, what, with your friends? Yeah, <laughs> why not? Mix it up. Oh, lovely. Um, yeah, I just thought that's a really fucking smart choice that they were like, do you know what? I just really know the character. So mm. I can just like mess around with it for good on you, girl. And I've seen that Taste has been sharing today, like those of like sort of like the Kath and Kim official put, uh, Insta has shared it and everyone's like, Australia loves you, Taste. Yeah, yeah, yeah. smart Beth. choice. You broaden that fan base. Yeah, and oh, Kath J Knight has honestly got the best <laughs> fashions. Um, so what a, what a joy, what a treat. I'm sure we've said this before, but if there's any way, if you're just a gorgeous supermodel queen, if there's any way to win people round, it's wear a tiny little blonde a perm wig and just, just and a like shell a, suit a shell suit and just no no makeup apart from just like a frosted green lid like she looked mental but that's the really like make yourself ugly and people yeah walk, exactly they will come um i put 
Rue is obsessed with Tia's body. How badly does Rue want to fuck Tia? Like, just, I can't believe how many times she said this season, like, you've got a fantastic body. Like, look at them legs. Look at that body. Your sample size. Like, <laughs> can't, like yeah, we know. You've said this every single episode. At least it stops her talking about Cheney for a second, though. Truly, truly. It's like, they're the only two people in the room for her. I find it very interesting that every single time Rue's like, oh, like, who do you do impressions of? Like, do we think in this day and age that that many queens have, like, impression-based acts? Yeah, no, I thought that. Like, obviously people are probably kind of in Tom Snatch Game doing it for the first time. That's not really the scene. And he always asked that. And I thought, like, obviously back in the day, maybe, like, we're talking, like, 60s, 70s drag. I know that, like, there was a lot of impersonation of the divas and stuff. If you look at people like Lady Dust, old Chad Michaels, like, people's sure. whose entire... Um, drag persona is like literally based on other people Derek Barry like that was much more of a thing but I don't really feel like you see that anymore that's much more like old school Vegas drag yeah and I think if you are an impressionist bar Derek and Chad I don't think if you were a full-time impressionist you'd go on drag race because this doesn't really work with the challenges so much we'll tell that to first all-stars winner Chad Michaels we'll say reception (laughs) (laughs) and then with Rue he was like oh a family member you seem to be emotional about them tell me more (laughs) It's like, got absolutely nothing to do with the challenge. She's like, do you think you could evoke the spirit of your family member that you obviously feel very emotional about and you really miss? And can you maybe bring that into the challenge and now talk about it? It's like, fucking hell. Like, stop digging up trauma for TV. (laughs) Is he walking around with, like, suits lined with raw onions or something? (laughs) I I can't. This is the season of the tears, isn't it? For sure. Enough is enough. No more tears, girls. It cracked me up when Ellie was like... From womb to tomb. That's a West Side Story <laughs> reference. Huh? Womb to tomb, sperm to worm. West Side Story. Oh. That's what it's from. Yeah. So that's very cute for the girls. Um, I'm sure the musical theatre guys there are out snapping their life away. Um, I feel like we really fucked up Lawrence by um, basically saying you don't need to do anything, just do you. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. He was like, yeah, like, don't even bring a character. Just be Lawrence, but in a wig. And it was like... How unhelpful. Dot, dot, dot. We'll see how that turns out. <laughs> Spoiler, not good. Um, Bimini, I just knew it was going to be good. As soon as he was like, who are you doing? As soon as she went, Katie Price, I was like, <laughs> this is going to be a fucking sensational. I just know. It was like everything just slotted into place. I couldn't think of anyone more, more appropriate. In a velour tracksuit and that double stacked <laughs> black wig and a lovely rub on tan. It's the wonky tiara for me. <laughs> uh, do you know what I'd like to see? You may say I'm a dreamer. I'd like to see an end to Rue's emotional talks with the girls. There, I said it. Like, there was like nine on this walk around and there's only seven contestants left. Like, it was by the end when he was, who was he talking to? And he was like, do you know what? Like, oh, when when he made, first of all, when he made a horror cry and then was like, you're so powerful now. It's like, no. It's like this, this moment that I have given you has changed your life. We do a dangerous thing in TV, as we saw with... We, us, us producers. Yeah. <laughs> we do a dangerous thing in British TV, um, which you saw with... Who's that one that looks like a hobgoblin? The one that pretends to be a doctor? You. No. Gillian McKeith. <laughs> Fuck off, Gillian McKeith! No, him that pretends to be a psychiatrist doctor that got cancelled. Jeremy Kyle. Jeremy Kyle. We do this thing where we pretend that people, that all people's advice is very powerful and invaluable. And I feel like someone in the beginning season was like, oh, Rue, so spiritual, so wise. And now he really imparts this very sort of Tumblr basic um, neo-spirituality on them, being actually, oh, you're so powerful now. He's like, actually, you've just really opened a wound that's probably going to make him 
feel very vulnerable for this whole episode. Like, he clearly needs someone to talk to. And as we've seen by multiple reality TV shows, like, when you open these wounds live on telly, like, they need help. They need to talk to someone. Like, don't just be like, you're very powerful now. On to the next one. We need a mind medic on set <laughs> yeah. now, please. These girls are getting the proper adequate, like, psychological care that they need to be in such a high-stakes environment. Yeah, I don't know why they push this whole, like, we need to see a vulnerability. Do we? Just show me a fucking... Just have an eyelash. I'll change yeah. and shimmy. Just have an eyelash hanging off in the lip sync or something. <laughs> you saw it at Taste. What was that, second week? <laughs> vulnerability, honey. Uh, main challenge? Do we go on to? Um... No, I've got a couple of things. Go. Found it more than a little shady. What was more than a little shady? RuPaul saying to a horror, well, let's see if you can be funny. It's like, she's proven to you she can be funny. Isn't it? And you took that away from her. And no one writes her lines. Your move, RuPaul. (laughs) Also, thinking about that made me think, oh, imagine um, a horror's Essex character and Bim Bimmer's Katie Price doing some ASMR together. Fantastic. I was very distracted by those aggressive breastplates in the background during a horror's <laughs> heartfelt moment. You know, like in Wizard of Oz 2, when she's got all them faces. Yeah. It was like that. <laughs> yeah. It's really it's like hot, awful. The ones that Ginny was wearing, just like hard as fuck. <laughs> just like titties hanging in every <laughs> single coat hanger in the background. Um, I loved as well at some point when Lawrence was like, they're chips. They're fun bags. I was like, more, 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 more. Chips on the BBC. <laughs> Chouts for the chips. Um, yeah, absolutely fantastic. And then Rue announces that special guests are going to be the GC. I would have screamed the house down Crocs. <laughs> <laughs> so then we move into the Snatch Game and we need to talk about GC. I. She's getting a lot of hate. She is getting a lot of hate. And let me tell you why. Uh, she brought absolutely nothing. I thought it was a complete waste of a guest. I thought literally anyone I'd rather have had uh, literally anyone <laughs> back. And I thought, what has happened? Is she, what? Well, I have my personal beliefs on what, what happened. Um, what did you think? Well, my friend, uh, superstar hairstylist Tom Berry, who we're actually catching up with later, yes. told me in advance that Gem Gem sometimes is quite subdued on TV shows. Which I do, thinking about, I do kind of understand because the things we love about her on TOWIE is her at her like emotional like wits end or smashed off her face. And if you're then going to go on a programme you really like, you're probably going to want to act a bit better. I've got a couple of things for you. Go. So, first of all, I thought that she was completely out of her depth and I thought the reason that she was acting like that is because she couldn't take i thought it was just like a very immature reaction to like she can't take not being the center of attention oh really yeah i can't say first of all she didn't have any comedy but nothing she said was funny oh i thought quite i thought it was quite funny when she was kind of translating for rue like that's a wank a bell end i thought that was quite funny but um and i thought that yeah i just thought that the vibe that she gave me is that she just didn't she didn't know how to act because People are act like comedians and actors and everyone was just riffing off each other and bouncing and everyone was trying. She's not a comedian. She's like someone that people laugh with and at. And I think that she was just completely out of her depth. And I think that that made her uncomfortable because I think there was an expectation of what she was going to be like and she just didn't know how to rise to it. 
Yeah, and it's um, unfortunate to be sat next to Michelle, who is just like so Bounce. effortless yeah. and just like so relaxed. And can I also say that I heard on the grapevine that she was an absolute nightmare. Oh, in, really? In the studio. Yeah, apparently she was ordering the runners about. Apparently she was um, just a complete and utter diva. You could say. I've earned my diva shit. But has she? <laughs> what is she famous for? What has she done? 10 points to Michelle Visage's diamond mole. Obsessed Love. with that, putting a pick of that on the thing. Not like you didn't see it anyway. Okay, so for Snatch Game this year, we got Tia giving you Mel B, Sister Sister doing Sally Morgan. No fucking idea who she Absolutely was. Absolutely no fucking clue. Uh, people always love doing psychics and it doesn't usually go down very I great. I can't say it's ever gone down great. <laughs> um, Chaney was Miriam Margoyles, a.k.a. Professor Sprout for my potheads out there. Miriam <laughs> 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 Um, Who, can I just say as well, like, if maybe if Rue hadn't had this conversation, Miriam Margulies is like a fucking brilliant person to do for Snatch Game. It just didn't work out for Lawrence. Mm. For anyone that's ever seen her in an interview, like actually when I saw when I she said that she was Miriam Margulies, I was like, she's gonna win it. That's a fuck it's that's such a brilliant choice. But maybe she's actually not that not well known enough. Maybe you really have to know her, like I mean I've never to seen an it. interview with her, but like she she's looks like she's her. really famous for her outrageous interviews because whenever she's they get her all the time on graham norton alan carr all of these different things even when she hasn't got a project just because she's the best interviews because she just says fucking outrageous things she'll be sitting between brad pitt and kate blanchett and she'll be going to kate blanchett oh yes my oh my pussy was so sodden with because i was oh i was so covered in smegma like she just says mental things she's like oh and I, then so i popped his cock in my mouth so she's not a lesbian i've just seen that a, a thing that she uh, spoke about before when she sucked she's some, not a grade a lesbian yeah. fine grade a <laughs> what wow. do they call it Gold star. Gold star. Yeah. And what is it when you've been um, cesareanized? That's gold star. Okay, so what is it if you've just never lain with a woman? <laughs> As God intended. Um, maybe is it like platinum level with your cesarean? Oh, uh, maybe, yeah. Maybe gold star is that you have never been with a woman and yeah. platinum is if you were cesarean. I ain't even touched a puss. Which I, which is, <laughs> I fucking <Shout> hate. It's <laughs> so gross. Um, continuing on, we have Ellie doing Vicky Pollard. Taste doing Jane Turner, aka Kath J. Knight. Hello. Ahura doing Louis Spence and Bim Bimma doing Kelly Price. Bim Bimma! Who has got the got keys? The keys? <laughs> um, First of all, why pro- is Tia just doing a bow selector impression? Like, not even. It was, but she was half bow selector, half her normal voice. I would have been happier if she had done bow selector, like Melby through the eyes of what's his name? Avid Merian. Yeah. Yeah, like. Like, where were your Spice Girls puns? Where was the leopard print? Like, Alan Carr said, just fucking throw a peace sign up. Like, what's wrong with you? Where's Shirley Bassey? <laughs> Bring us Shirley. My worst thing was, is I, 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 and I really hate when people do this in Snatch Game, when she's like, oh, I redacted that part. She called her dear at one point. It's like, you can't use your own words. Like, you, oh, what, you think Mel B would be like, yes, I redacted that. No, what the <laughs> fuck? No, like, that. it takes you out of the fantasy completely. You're not doing a recognisable voice. She's got, like, such... She's a brummy, isn't she? Yeah. Yeah, such a recognisable accent, which you didn't use at all. Like, I just thought that, for me, that was... That put the dick on flop. Mm. And like, yeah, yeah, fantastic use of um, Eddie Murphy in regards to the BBC. But like, that should have been the one, like, you didn't need to mention him every time you had a question. Do you know what it reminded me of? It reminded me a bit of Max's take of Sharon. Oh! <laughs> uh, Lukey. Disgusting! 
<laughs> Lukey has jumped out of her skin in the studio. Um, yeah, do you know what I mean? They, like, take this, like, really fucking Disney idea of, like, what a person is like, and then, like, they're just, like... It's the mere whisper of them. A yeah, mention. Like, you're just like, dressed as them. Yeah, it's, like, absolutely nothing. And I didn't even think, like... First of all, shout out to Truffle Puig Wigs, who have an absolutely sumptuous Mel B crimp with space buns. Um, <laughs> but uh, that is soon to be seen on TNT's Claws on the TV. Although, please don't order them, because we hate doing them. Yeah, we really fucking do. <laughs> um, but, like, she didn't have, like, the famous Mel B hair. Was she wearing leopard print? She was wearing kind of like a pink coat with, like, orange, like collar and stuff like I can imagine Mel would have worn that but it's not iconic yeah but wouldn't you go like iconic it'd yes. be like doing Jerry because well, she hadn't planned to RuPaul just fucking bullied her into it because she told her that Shirley Bassey's got no personality but then why not just do Shirley Bassey like exactly. it's so because that like, whole sell thing it is to like, Ru. well yeah but then Ru, when Rue tells you something if you don't do it and then it's wrong. always going to be like oh not, fuck well whatever um so awkward when people go into these like long long speeches i'm looking at you cheney that just like no one's buying no one's laughing at and yet you still like pursue it in the hope that one day someone yeah that was it was difficult but then you also don't know i don't think in the studio you can really gauge how well it's received apart from whether rue's laughing or not I don't yeah. like there's no audience there's no the other characters can't laugh with you like everyone's shoulders would be shaken with silent laughter of Luke's is on the panel <laughs> <laughs> um I fucking screamed when I saw a horror oh my god, oh my god. I've got a lot to absolutely about this. fucking fantastic like I I used to be really against like not against but like I, I did used to question why anyone would ever do like a non-femme mm. like for, for I mean Grace. definitely femme yeah, well, sure, 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 sure. Um, but like, I, I always thought like, who was the first? Was it Little Richard? Woo! Maybe, maybe there was one. Ra- oh yeah, maybe that was the first. And then I was thought, wow, you really went on in Alaska in the um, kids TV challenge. But here we are winning a snatch game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I thought, uh, but now I absolutely love it because it gives, it brings a bit of spice and a bit of and and especially someone as like, oh, smartly men. Uh, especially someone as smartly chosen as like to bring the drag element to a male character is fucking great like because he is drag he is in drag and he literally was in drag he was in like, yeah. a rhinestone leotard I um, think uh, if you didn't enjoy that performance you just don't know who Louis Spence is you don't get the essence of Louis I thought that was absolutely amazing I've had the lucky lucky opportunity to see Louis Spence in the wild at Pineapple and as I can tell you dancer. just as a lunatic between the halls <laughs> never seen him dancing just seen a Hopping up on this, no, I meant you jumping as a up on that. Dancer. Oh, really no, cutting, really cutting your teeth at, at the world's premier dance studios. Oh no, I was just going to get drunk there after hours because my friend used to work there. Oh yeah, you got it, didn't you? Um, but yeah, I just thought you just don't know the character if you're not finding that funny. Baby cakes. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I thought that was, I thought that was great. I thought it was fucking fantastic. I loved it. I was like, really, I was like belly laughing. Yeah, it. I didn't think the the speech impediment was too much. I no, was not spot on. His the speech legs impediment were great. Is mental. Yeah, like he looked like him somehow. Yeah. I just want to say, Bimini, perfect. So good. I didn't even write any notes because it's yeah. like you already know. Sometimes people not only do such a perfect choice, but like are just so fucking consistent and perfect through Snatch Game that just like within thirty seconds, I'm like. Okay, you've won it. Like, congratulations. So that is Georgian. Like the way yeah. she's just kind of like tapping on her like lip fillers and yeah, stuff. Yeah, 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 she's yeah, bored. Yeah. Like, how, like, 
Do you know that is about really studying someone so well to just like clock the thing, like little mannerisms they do and stuff that really uh, makes it them. The way you win Snatch Game as well is that you have a really fucking killer line. When he goes, hello, I'm um, presenting to Snatch Game, Katie Price. You have one killer line to open it, mm. to like set that you're like, I'm going to be fucking funny. And then you've got them on side. When they go like, oh, um, Jill Tyrrell, how are you? You don't just go like, hi, yeah, thanks, I'm good. And then let him go. Like, you have a line ready to go. Like, do you know what I mean? It's actually been very hard since uh, my husband's recent funeral. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Do you know what I mean? Like, you would, you just, you're just ready to go. And yeah, I just thought Bimini was perfect. Also, did you see that on his Insta, someone had put like BAFTA and then the BAFTAs yes, commented on yes. it being like, yes. It was um, like the hand net or something did it. And yeah, then yeah, they yeah, commented yeah. with like the trophy thing. Um, and I saw someone as well write online, which I really fucking agreed with, that the reason why Bimini and other queens are so successful at Snatch Game is if you're like respectful to who you do, like obviously, you, obviously like you're highlighting how ridiculous they are you're you're mocking them in some way but you don't punch down there was because well, if it comes from a place of love rather than like yeah, yeah, i don't yeah, like yeah. this person but i'm gonna do them there's so many jokes to be made about like uh a lot of the awful things that have happened for katie price that could that would be real like low blows yeah and i just think that actually all of it was like super respectful to her like it was just funny and i feel like if she saw that she wouldn't be mad no i feel like pricey can laugh at herself pricey um taste was just so so good so comfortable like so like in the character she didn't need to try hard it just seemed like effortless i was really surprised at her like sense of play as well like i know we know taste to be like uh she can be like super silly and so but i just loved how like free and easy she was mm. so i was a bit worried with the bake great british bake-off thing that she seemed tense and I was like, oh, I hope she's not like uptight and scared because she said she was petrified. Yeah. But she just seemed so fucking relaxed and yeah. brilliant. So happy for her. Um, about my chuknik? <laughs> <laughs> chuknik. Uh, Vicky Pollard, I thought it was quite good. I I would think B plus for that effort. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what was your thoughts on, uh, I'm, I need to call something out as a lover and a uh, supporter of Sister Sister. Um, you can tell that this edit is not favouring her in any way. They just basically didn't show anything of Sister Sister for this entire episode. And they're really not... They didn't show anything on the walk around. They barely show her talking head unless she's cussing someone else out, which you know they orchestrate. You know they say, like, what do you think about so-and-so? Like, mm. And I, I don't like the edit at all that they're giving Sister at the moment. And I thought that the only things they really showed of her, they showed, like, such minimal things of her performance... And sure, I didn't. I didn't think it was an exemplary performance, but they just they showed basically nothing of her. Well, it's working on me because I've really changed my tune on Sister Sister. Really? Yeah. I and, and we. I, I'd like to talk about just very quickly as well that um, Sister Sister posted on Instagram that she thinks she's been shadow banned, and Sister Sister has like a dramatically, dramatically lower following count than on Instagram specifically. Mm. I think it's much better on Twitter, but a dramatically lower um, follower count than um, any of the other girls. I think she's on sort of like 35k and the other girls are all above 100. Wow. And I think that, first of all, I'm, I'm, that must be really fucking shit. We all know how like dog shit Instagram is. Shout out to Instagram for literally trying to ruin every <laughs> single small business. We Disgusting! Um, the let's really hope uh, that we can all move away from Instagram and choose a new platform because it is it has really turned its eyes to making money and not to helping out any queer performers or businesses. Um, so fuck them. Sidebar: Join us on TikTok. Oh yeah, uh, you know, girls. It's all moved over to TikTok. Um, 
I found the video question very jarring, just between the difference between the um, video production value between the <laughs> yeah. Vivian and Bagger. Like, pretty sure Bagger wasn't even doing the right voice for Margaret Thatcher. No, just no, just seemed no. very like his well, half percent. Effort. Well, the Vivian's got all of that World of Wonder set up from doing. Uh, no, but they the have a show stop. together. True, true. So, <laughs> what is the excuse? Really showing you that that prize that you win of the show it ain't it shit. Was shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, I need to just shout out very quickly before we move on. When Ahura put them legs up <laughs> on the floor. Couldn't so good. Froth in at the mouth. I loved it so much. Um, with that video question, me and my boyfriend both misheard it as like, um, so how do you prove you're black? We're like, oh, wait, what? Mm, what the fuck are people going to say? <laughs> but then we realised blank, obviously. Yeah. But out of 10, what would you give this entire Snatch game? <sighs> eight an eight okay hi i would have gone i wasn't that crazy about sometimes like you know when you get a really fucking good one and there's like five or six people that are here now in the park mm. i didn't really feel that so how there's seven on this so yeah. i enjoyed three of them um yeah so i would have gone six and a half out of ten but onwards and upwards sure <laughs> Sure, I'm wearing a truffle pig wig. Wow! That's right. And when you're done with it, take it off your head and use the back combing as a sponge. Unbelievable! Head to travelpigwigs.co.uk and use code cliffhangers. That's code cliffhangers for 15% off. Incredible! It is that time once again at Cliffhangers where we shout out one of our favourite queer businesses here on the interwebs. And this week we have Drag Central, which is an incredible online boutique for all of your drag needs, presented by the gorgeous and talented Miss Eva Orr. Drag Central is bringing you customised bespoke nail sets, and they're actually very affordable. Obviously, we all know how grossly expensive drag can be. Um, and it's so nice to see such gorgeous work uh, at a nice price point. Now, honestly, go check them out. There is some such amazing designs there. My personal fave is Cosmic Shade, which is a like, beautiful dark black with blue iridescence. Go, go check them out. It's at Drag Central UK on Instagram. And also go head over to Miss Eva Orr's personal account as well, because not only does she do um, discounts and codes over there on her drag account, but also just go show us some love. It's Miss underscore Eva underscore O-R-E. in our usual programming to give you guys an interview with extra special guest superstar hairdresser Tom Berry hello hello he has been in the bids for 20 years he's in charge of Daphne Guinness's famous monochromatic beehive and also responsible for Jessie Ware's iconic first album cover hair <laughs> created the custom human lace wig used on Willem's Suckless front cover. And also styled Miss Fame's platinum bob wig. You might have seen it at DragCon UK 19. Has recently been taming the golden locks of the one and only GC. Oh, yeah. Um, and most notably, he does my hair, doesn't he? It's Tom Berry. Oh, <laughs> How are you, babe? Uh, stunning as usual, you know, um, the sun's been shining today, so that always makes you feel better, doesn't it? Shout out to Tom Berry, who introduced Lukey, who then introduced me to 
the number one hair magic trick, which is <laughs> Watzkov silhouette spray, the black spray of death. Yeah, Tom black, death. black death. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Mainly I mean, because I the think... bottles are so big, you could literally bludgeon someone to death yeah. with it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I know, I know. Kind of, the got to be glued is the go-to for any queen worldwide. Um, and but, but that's the finisher. That's yeah. That's once everything is in place, absolutely. I mean, the Black Death is just. It is. You need some in your life. You absolutely mm-hmm. need some in your life. So, what a perfect episode to have you on, having done the hair for two of the guests. Both. Absolutely lovely girls. Jessie, I worked with a while back before anyone really knew who she was and she'd just kind of done her thing with disclosure. And yeah, Gemma more recently, um, she's she's got amazing, amazing, lovely, long blonde hair and it's always a pleasure to, pleasure to blow dry her. I would argue though, Jessie wears most iconic hair look. I would agree. I can remember seeing that on the tubes and thinking, that's that's it the profile it was shot by a really amazing photographer a good friend of mine paul scala an australian guy and it was starred by sonny grew who's an incredible dutch stylist he lives in new york now i think we were all kind of at the beginnings of our careers and not really kind of made much dent in the industries and then obviously jesse got signed with sony and went kind of mega and i'd say you invented the anal bead hair no yeah that we're seeing on the runway constantly these days, just by Got Mick the other week. Absolutely. <laughs> so what did you think of Snatch Game this week? Snatch Game was an interesting one. Who are your tops? Who are your bottoms? Bimini, of course, babes. Um, her Jordan, her uh, everything about her was uh, amazing. That The lip movements. Um, she's quite possibly... Jordan's half-sister, Katie Price's <laughs> half-sister. And obviously taste, taste was great. The, the wig, the, the makeup, it was nice to see her in makeup that wasn't beautiful. Nice yeah. to see her in a wig that wasn't beautiful. And moving on to the bottom, obviously, kind of um, Tia's Mel B was very disappointing. I think her wig needed some some Mel B highlights in. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The hair. We've yeah. said this in the pod I mean, earlier. I mean, yeah. Why not iconic? Yeah, she needs... Why her? Absolutely, there should have been more definition. There should have been some chunky slices in there. Yeah. It was yeah, just lovely zigzag part. <laughs> yeah, it, it it was just kind of yeah, it uninspired. Was... Can I ask? Yeah. Tom, it's a big question, but yeah, what has been your favourite wig of the entire season so far? Obviously, you can't say either of our wigs that have been on. No, I mean <laughs> yeah, they will go down in Drag Race history. But I think my favourite one is is Bimini's butt plug wig. Obviously, kind of. <laughs> oh, love. Obviously, the balloons didn't go to planned, but the hair was just. It, it is that. It was that the structure which kind of really it plays to my heart um, with Daphne Guinness's hair. It's, it's all about the sculpture of the hair, which really gets me going. I believe I might have seen on the gram on the Twitter somewhere that underneath there was polystyrene balls. It wouldn't surprise me. Um, obviously, when you're creating shapes, you need to have something that's light yeah. um, and that you can mould the hair around, you can stick it to. Um, and so that if it's a lot of the time when hair is heavy, when, when you've got a lot of hair there and you've got hair pieces in it, so the padding needs to be light. All right, then. So what about your worst wig of the season so far? 
Worst wig, I mean, I, I don't want to be calling anyone out, but I've not really seen any massive major styling on any of Tia's wigs. They've all looked really cheap and they've all looked kind of just not thought about, not cohesive with the rest of the looks and just quite sloppy. <laughs> um, sorry, Tia. Would you give any advice on what she could do to zhuzh up these flat, sad little guys? Throw them all away, start again. <laughs> um I mean, I think especially with synthetic wigs, and I know guys, that's what you guys work with, they're great because they hold kind of curl and styling them, but you still need kind of to put that base in there as well, that scaffolding in the hair so it doesn't just kind of fall flat and stuff. So things like texturizing powders are really, really great for building that scaffolding for when you're kind of putting the back combing in and stuff like that. And yeah, just a good brush, really. You can buy a cheap synthetic wig and make it look 300 pounds just with a little bit of work. Obviously, with the synthetic wigs that come maybe pre-styled, get your steamer out and 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 restyle them and kind of make them yours rather than just pulling them out of the bag, not even shaking it and plonking it on your head. So, um, and this isn't this isn't just taste. I'm, I'm uh, taste. Sorry, this isn't. Just taste. No, no, <laughs> this this isn't just tear. I, I was gonna say um, you are you are cussing out on the pod. Them no, taste is weird. Hair units provided yeah, by Stephen well, Austin Hair. Exactly, Tasis wigs are always amazing. Always amazing. Um, the seeing most her, one. yeah, definitely the one <laughs> this week. I feel definitely, absolutely. Um, we um, have quite a few baby queens uh, in in our midst. In your supreme knowledge of hair, what would you suggest if you are styling a synthetic wig for the first time? What would be an easy style to go for? Hairdressing is all about creating shapes. You put a texture in, you create shapes, um, and just have a play around with lots of different things. It is very easy just to get lost in a style and to be like, oh, just chuck a few pins in. And then without thinking about what your vision is, what you're creating. So having that vision in your head about where you want to go is always the most important thing. Um, And then kind of almost kind of rewinding from that vision and thinking like taking it apart in your head and thinking okay so how would I start that would I need a pad in that would I need to secure a bit of um secure it in the middle with a ponytail first and then maybe pull hair around the ponytail to disguise it because a ponytail is always a really great way um to start a style even if the ponytail isn't going to be seen so you can take a small section around your crown um secure that then you've got something to secure the rest of your style into whether you're securing pads into it, whether you're just bringing the rest of the hair onto it. So, what about the gals out of drag and their hair? Are we seeing any running themes this season? <laughs> I mean, we've got to look back right to the beginning of 2020, I think, to get the inspiration of where I think a lot of the girls have have got their hair vibes from um tiger king with the mullets and and you know what i'm guilty i've, I've had, a, I had a i had a mullet for the whole of the whole of 2020 it's i've a got very, one right very, now tom <laughs> it's a very very easy style to do yourself when you're at home when the hairdressers aren't open get your sides off get your thin scissors through the top chop it up a little bit my um, housemate cut mine drunk on christmas eve thanks a lot you Idiot. Do you think even with my flat and fine hair, it would look good? Absolutely. Would I have to put like stuff in it? Products? Stuff. <laughs> this is this is a wig stylist that's like <laughs> things. Would I have to put think stuff in it? 
with any style, you're only going to elevate it with products. So uh, whether it's just chucking something in like a sea salt spray when it's wet and letting it dry, then you've got that texture, you've got that scaffolding in there when mm. it's dried. Um, you don't have to blow dry if you don't want to. You're going to get more out of it if you blow dry. A mousse. I love classic products. So mousse, mousse gel, hairspray, my favourite products ever. You can do kind of pretty much anything with mousse gel and hairspray. Barney basically uh, got they're... laughed out of Sally Beauty for asking if they had mousse, didn't you? Yeah. When I asked, <laughs> we were, no one uses that we were looking anymore. For, yeah, we were looking for mousse and they were like, Moose, as in hair moose. I was like, yeah. This wasn't Sally's. This never would have happened in packs. But um, yeah, they thought they thought it was laughable. I mean, I've I've used moose since the beginning of time. When I was at secondary school, I had, I used to have a grade one undercut up to my temples, and I used to use Salon Selectives moose. Salon Selectives. Salon. Um, in the nice pink bottles, the moose and the hairspray. I used to do a middle parting, two quiffs at the front. I used oh, to set my qu- Behave. Yeah, well, a quiff on each side in my <laughs> middle parting. And I used to set my quiffs before I went to school with an old-fashioned, like, 80s, like, heater, like this small little handheld heater. I used to yeah. sit in my bedroom and set my, the quiffs at the front of my hair. Then when I used to get to school, um, the girls... Um, used to twiddle, like twist my side bit, the side bits, the rest of my hair into little kind of like little kind of spider spikes, like Peter Andre. Of course. Um, oh, yeah, exactly. The looks have always been there. Maybe that could yeah. be the picture of you we put on the podcast. What about predictions for season three for the um, the out of drag <laughs> season looks? I'm predicting the kind of the basin, but like the 80s kind of quaffed Princess Diana style basin, Ooh. which is what I'm currently rocking now. You've got a lady um, guy. I've, I, I mean, yeah. <laughs> she was my inspiration. Yeah. Um, but kind of obviously the basins were huge in the in the 60s with the Beatles and stuff like that. They yeah. were styled very natural and very straight. Um, is there but, a difference between the basin and the bowl cut? Um, I, I guess no. I mean, the bass and the bowl, the page boy, the page boy is kind of what it almost evolved into in the in the eighties when it was kind of like dropped down to the back and and stuff. Tom, I'm scared to ask you, but who do you think is next to go? The two that aren't giving me enough, which I think I would like to see in the bottom two, would yeah. be Ellie. I think she's done all she can do. I think there's only so much you can paint a beautiful face, but she's kind of. There's there's not a lot more substance there with her. Obviously, she is a great she is a great seamstress and stuff like that. But I'm not getting anything new. Yeah, mm. agreed, agreed. Sister isn't really doing it for me anymore. I think she she went up in my stakes, but I think she's uh, I don't know I don't know how much more she can give. Obviously, I think she's gone away and she has kind of tried to reinvent herself. Um, so let's see what she gives next week. All right. Then. So who do you think would win? I think Bimini, as I know you guys love. For me, she's. I think she's the people's princess. I think she's the uh, crowd favorite. She, she's the she's the rough diamond, and I think she's she's relatable to so many people that she she just does herself. She doesn't and take herself as well. She's Absolutely. not just one of the gals. She's someone to really look up to. At the same time, you can't deny Tasers beauty, I fashion, to. fashion sense, body. I mean, 
she is the ultimate Barbie. But at the same time, she doesn't take herself too seriously, as we've seen in kind of the untucked and stuff. Tom, what would you have done for this week's runway prehistoric? You know what? As much as I didn't like appreciate Tia's kind of finished look, she's the only one that did a dinosaur. Like, and I can't believe there was wasn't any more dinosaurs there. I mean, like, surely like Land Before Time was everybody's childhood movie. The yeah, thing that is, bitch Sarah. Yeah, Sarah. Triceratops would have been amazing. The thing I is, thought, though, as she showed us, that really requires some elevated co- that. You're going to really need to know your way around a garment to be able to pull off a dinosaur, because otherwise you'll get tear. You know, Violet, when she came back to um, with her kind of weird head crown skull oh, thing, yeah. Yeah. imagine if you did something like that, like the triceratop kind of th- triple crown is like coming out Would of Would you not head. remember Sasha did some sort of like weird sort of like alien versus predator, like giant like head yeah. prosthetic mm. thing? You could have done that. Like It could be yeah. amazing. Have you got any suggestions for our dream cast of season three? Yeah, who would you love to see, Tom? Well, I think uh, as I took you in the summer to um, Touche and we saw the lovely Bimini and the lovely Tace, another one of the girls working the Touche circuit, um, a beautiful, beautiful girl. She's a bit she's a bit rough around the edges, but that's why I love her. Um, her name's Cassandra. She uh, is... She is a singer, a dancer, songwriter. Um, I think she's a, she plays the piano and everything as well. Um, I first saw her, she was singing one of her own little songs that she'd written and produced in a, in a nice black leotard with, with safety pins at the back and a crazy little whip that she was whipping all over the stage. She's absolutely wild. And <laughs> totally, That's the perfect word for her. Totally one to watch. She might need maybe a season four debut um but she's the sweetest girl ever and doesn't doesn't take herself seriously um and just goes goes for it absolutely goes for it so if anyone in the near future gets to gets the chance to see cassandra you will not be disappointed and so her instagram to follow her is stephen with a ph underscore cassandra underscore air spell e-y-r-e so Stephen Undersaw, Cassandra Undersaw. Go her. check her out. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and I guess then finally, have you just got any any other tips and tricks, any other thoughts about drag race? I mean, tips and tricks hair-wise, we've gone through a lot, but I think... Have. I've been writing you have them been all down. feeding the children. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think, I think if you're not used to styling hair, I think getting a little dolly head and playing around with that. So, so when you say um, dolly head, do you mean like one of those ones that you get as a little girl? <laughs> a girl's a world. You, know, you can get them from hair and beauty supplies. You can get them on, on the, on the Tinterweb web um, anywhere. So they're just, yeah, they're just practice heads. Uh, they usually come with a little clamp, but it's, they're just really good to kind of play around with hair. As for kind of moving forward in drag race, what would I like to see? I think I'd like to see some nicer shoes on the girls. Oh, and so would we, Tom. Desperate for a nice pump. I know it's hard when you've got larger feet. Um, I mean, I'm lucky I'm just on the cusp. I, I, my feet are size nine. I can fit into a size eight girls' feet. I can, oh, like, you're I can, lucky. Oh, you've got some I, mega shoes. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, I mean, the, the, the worst shoe of the week this week was definitely 
Tia's nude peep toe platform stiletto. It just really took me back to the girls aloud. I can't speak French days. And it it just wasn't in keeping with any other part of the look. It was just so like, oh, I've got this shoe. It's nude, so no one will be able to see it kind of thing. Well, I think that's all we've really got time for today. Thank you so much, Tom, for coming on and teaching us things about hair. My absolute pleasure. Uh, I think we'll definitely, once this lockdown's been lifted, we'll definitely have to get 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 together and maybe get something in the in the cauldron brewing. So do some do some nice some truffle berry coutures. Yeah, (laughs) definitely. I would absolutely love love to come and do that. All right then, babes. We'll speak to you soon. Love you. All right, Tara. Bye. So we're back in the studio. It's elimination day. Bimini walking in next to Tia. It was like Bert and Ernie. Or something. I think Bimini comes up to Tia's left nipple or something. Oh, so cute. Don't you just want to pick her up above your head? But just... weird. Still, because she's got lovely long legs. Well, they seem so Stillers. long. Yeah. I mean, I think they're just very elegant. Wait. I, don't, I would say they're not very... But like they look, they seem long, and then you look her next to Tia, and it's like they are not long. She's a girl of proportions, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we head into the mirror talks, which are just this season so emotional. Mm. Um, yeah, Tia and Lawrence discussing Lawrence's performance. I thought maybe it's karma Ooh. since you brought up that Ahura didn't win the design challenge. Wow. Yeah. I, I was going to say there's nothing more difficult than bombing Snatch Game, I think, because... Especially if bombing anything that you're meant to be the best at. Well, yeah, if you're, especially if you're a comedy queen. But I think as well you have to... You do it and then you have to stew on it overnight and wait until the next day. Rather than your runway, you present and then just go. Mm. It's like some you really have to like sit on something that you know has huge expectations to be great. And there's no other expe- there's no other challenge like that where the expectation is like, this really, really proves what sort of queen you are. Mm. do you know what I mean um Tia in these conversations I just thought she seems to be at peace with leaving (laughs) she's like I am shitting it I've done really bad she just seemed like quite chill about the fact that she's like I've done terrible so I've already packed yeah (laughs) Um, better that than being like I was great and then being really surprised (laughs) yeah do you know what really cracked me up though is I really thought that um when Tay started speaking to Ellie that was like so clearly produced. She was like, "Oh, so Ellie, like, um, you seem like you." And she was like, obviously so busy. She was like going, like looking for something. She was like, yeah. um, "So you, you, you were crying earlier. Uh, tell us about that." It was just like, like, "This is not. I hate that. It's not good TV." <laughs> on the it. US one today, Utica was like, uh, "So has um, anyone ever had any problems on social media before?" I was like, "That is not a natural <laughs> question, sis." <laughs> oh, real ease, real organic <laughs> conversation there. There was a bit when Tace and Ellie were talking, I'm going to put a pick in, that Ellie's blending was so good, it made me, it like kind of made me go cross-eyed or think there was like a blur on my TV. It's very weird. Mm. I'll put a picture in. Did you notice? I didn't. Um, I just thought that like Ellie is so young and so fucking resilient. Like the fact that in like the, the lockdown thing, she was talking about homelessness and then she's just like so this piece of shit dad of hers yeah like she's just been like speaking about her family problems and her her issues with her dad like she's had a fucking tough old life for such a young girl and she's oh, just how does she go from 19 to 21 in the space of a few episodes is something I is she 19 know. in the first one they were talking about how young she is and rupaul said she was 19 and then in this she was like i'm 21 i was like so if maybe she was right before her 20th birthday when she <laughs> two went two in. Two plus two equals four. Yeah, but still, there's still not enough time for her to have gone up two ages. So no. it's just sweet confusing. Maybe she was 19 when she applied. Maybe. And then we head to the main stage. And our guest judge this week is 
not only uh, the Tooth Fairy herself, Alan Carr, who we <laughs> love, but our gal Jessie Ware. What were your thoughts on Jessie Ware as the judge? Uh, I thought she was fine. Yeah, I thought she had a. She, I thought she seemed kind and nice. And yeah, she seems she like a real well. nice egg. Yeah, she looked great. Um, and just obsessed with Michelle's waves in that lovely grey hair. Just thought it was lovely. On we her got face. two hair hair looks from Michelle this week. Which we is did. Very so nice. lucky. Thoughts on RuPaul's outfit? Are you turning up in just a piece of fabric? Well, wow, I've, I've, I've got comments. <laughs> I thought that was a bold move uh, after you. Michelle so quickly comes for people who just turn up in a leotard. Mm. For that that piece of nude fabric to just be stretched around your giant frame, I thought. Very weird. You're bold, mom. I mean, I did make us, I think, an audible moan when those when she just started at me with them legs again. I mean, coming down it. But I just thought, looking at the top of the dress where the like nude illusion bit is like that's very high street. Like, what if Joe had been wearing that? Very high street. Yeah. Um, what you couldn't pop on a necklace. I also thought, and I've taken a screenshot, so we're going to have to get the hackers to enhance and zoom in. You tell them, LG. Potential cliffhanger. Oh! I know! It does look like it could just be exactly level, the toe and the shoe, no, but I, I am going to enhance, enhance, enhance. If we're her, legs, put the answer if her there. legs are six miles long, I believe the feet also, she would have the pa- toes must be Paris foot. Hilton feet and <laughs> she must, Lady Frackington would definitely have cliffhangers. I can't think of anything I'd prefer more than... To have a picture of RuPaul having cliffhangers. Yeah, I think we'd need it on a t-shirt as merch. Uh, <laughs> the logo me- for the show. Message us if you need merch, because we <laughs> need merch. Um, yeah, I thought the dress was, um, it was rude, actually. And on the main stage this week, we the theme is prehistoric one million years BC. <laughs> what would you have done? Um, so my initial thought, which I'm glad I wouldn't have, well, I would have been beating myself if I had gone with, um, was sort of like very like fur and bones Mongolian prehistoric, which actually turns out pretty much everyone. Well, that is, unless you're Bimini, that is basically what you're going to think of with prehistoric. Well, I really hope, I'm, I'm hoping that I would have taken it further because actually then seeing that when they, when I saw them in the lineup, I thought actually apart from Bimini, like I'm, and Tace. And a horror. And a horror. A horror from, I mean, obviously we'll get onto this, but like even a horror, they were all of the same ilk. Mm. And I thought, so I'm, but then that was my initial thought. But then I think I would have hopefully elevated it to then think about it. I would have loved to do like that, but like then with like a sort of like prehistoric early man face. Like done, like build it up yeah, and have like I a said. really heavy brow, be very hairy, and have like a long sort of like really really long sort of like sixty inch hair coming out of like the armpits, like everything, and just be like really fucking ugly. Mm. Yeah, I said basically the same. I was like bushy monobrow for damn sure. I can't believe everyone 100%. had such lovely eyebrows. <laughs> yeah, like a lovely lace front brow, um, like a Neanderthal down. brow, prosthetic. Uh, I thought, like, yeah, just different types of, like, animal furs, like, sort of held together with leather laces. And then I was thinking, could have, like, thigh-high boots made out of, like, um, an empty saber-toothed tiger. So, like, the head is the feet. And then I was thinking, if it's backwards, then the saber-tooth could be, like, the heel, like, double heel on the boot. (laughs) And I was like... And I would just, yeah, have like real like manic behavior. Like um, it would be cool to do like the eye shapes and contouring stuff to make it look kind of just like mud and dirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also with element of Xena Warrior Princess, because why the fuck not? Why the fuck not? Um, did you see that Bagger posted like my prehistoric look and then a picture of Davina? <laughs> 
Oder Sleebagger. Love ya. So first up, we have a horror wearing custom dyed and styled Stephen Austin hair. Yes, she said, said she's serving us cavewoman sex. Uh, this outfit really called us basic in all 7,000 worldwide spoken languages, didn't it? Mm. I thought this was so exquisite. <laughs> I just thought it was the combination of like when uh, I know that Ahura's done this and um, Sasha's done this in the past, but like that 3D printing around the contours of the body is mm. just like such a smart design slash science <laughs> element. Um, and I just fucking loved it as soon as she came out. I loved it. Yeah, yeah, so it's very reminiscent of Sasha's second look on the finale. Um, yeah. I loved just her grubby body and uh, yeah. I like the, the corset. It kind of reminded me of like shark's, shark's teeth, you know, like all the different like rows they yeah, have. Yeah, yeah, it was and kind of also a bit socks. like trilobite, like sort of, like, there was something like almost mm. like fish-like about it as well. I liked it. Um, um, I was very into, uh, it's a new trend I'm spotting, both her and Tace were doing it. Yes, I know. Real girl sexy sandals. Real good, yeah, 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 yeah. Just because a lovely, so often lovely people thong just tie up. yeah. So often people just wear like the same like platform peep toe. Just like this is all that was that shade me. to Ellie Diamond. It's shade to the, everyone who's the scared to wear black patent boots. No, because they were that was a sick boot. Like who's no. who's mad at a a sex boot? I am for a prehistoric look. <laughs> we'll get onto that. But yeah, just lovely to see some like strappy sandals on the runway. <laughs> yeah, just a lolly pair of Manolos. So how uh, many truffles? Did you I give went her? nine, and it was nearly a ten. I the, went nine truffles. Or so. The only thing that held me back from it was I didn't love the face. Mm. I just would have. Do you agree with Jesse Ware? That... No, and I I would get <laughs> I would get onto that about straight people commenting on anything to do with queer art. Um, then you shouldn't let any of them come on, should they? Well, that's my point. Oh wow. <laughs> um, there, but I, I just thought, I did love what she did. I just didn't know whether it was hit and right for me for the prehistoric. Sure. Maybe I would have liked to see it in a different look. I don't know. There was, there was one, there was something small that I can't really put my finger on that didn't make it fully cohesive to me, but I did fucking love it. Did you like it when she just slammed that fur down on the floor? <laughs> yeah, I've got written down. I was like, <laughs> very me and you move. Just like, as soon as the costume can come off, it is off. See ya. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I gave it nine. Nice. Um, and now on to is Tace. She's wearing a fucking wig. Yeah. <laughs> wigs, wigs, wigs on the runway. <laughs> uh, it's custom truffle pig wigs. In the Lockdown Queens video, there was footage of her with the most giant, giant big black wig. Yeah. And she almost wore that. But then about two days before they went back, she messaged us. And she was like, I've got this option, but I'd really love one of yours. And, you know, we were like, do you know what, babe? We'll do it for you. Say no more. <laughs> um, shout out to Give Head Wigs, who provided the unit. Um, Fantastic. And, yeah, it was inspired by, there's a Merton Marcus Rihanna shoot where she does this, like, amazing shoot with wolves and stuff. And she's like, and it was inspired by that. I just fucking loved this. This, to me, like, combining the prehistoric but also with other cultural elements to it, I just thought it was fucking great. Yes, yeah, so as she said, it was voodoo priestess, witch doctor, tribal queen, realness. Just what the makeup was so sick so, so sick it's so beautiful and that gross mouthful of teeth loved it oh yeah that element as well of like the face was beautiful but then she had them teeth that was like it actually kind of made me feel a bit sick mm, and like, i was obsessed with her movements as well uh that sort of like elephant roar at the end she's like yeah. <laughs> and i loved as well the um she was wearing boy gorge 
Uh, yes, she's wearing, a she's wearing Ahura's. Ahori? Oh. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> uh, she was wearing um, piece from, I believe, Boy Gorges uh, when she was at, was she CSM or LCF? I don't bloody know. I don't know. know. Um, I've definitely seen her speak about it, but she from from a collection that she did at um, uni. It kind of reminded me of that the Mighty Boosh artwork, the kind of yeah, character absolutely. on it. It was also that sort of knitwear as well. It was a bit sort of like Matty Boven. It was great. It was. I just thought the whole look came together so well. The face, the hair, obviously. It's uh, the truth, Ruth. Deal with it. Um, and straight up, I'm sure you did too. I gave it a ten. I gave it a fucking ten. That's a ten. <laughs> And can I point out, I would have given it a 10, even if we hadn't done that fantastic hair. <laughs> I don't. Uh, I'm not even going to pretend to try and see past the biasness. Um, it's a 10 either way. Yeah. yeah. Next up, we have Sister Sister, who is wearing custom Florencia. Mm, giving us 90s supermodel cavewoman diva. And I saw someone <laughs> put the Betty Flintstone Marge Simpson collab. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I absolutely loved the cat. <laughs> that was a great little, great little thing. Um, it was very reminiscent for me of Aquarius in a saboteur look. Pudgy yeah, I think stuff. it was a reference to like a Mugler look, that leopard, but then she had them 3D printed, mm. like mouth sort of bone things. Um, I wish the dress was not that. <laughs> <laughs> like when, like when they say to Alaska, they're like, oh, I wish you had a nicer shoe on. And she's like, me too. Yeah. <laughs> so I didn't like the green tassels with the animal print. It was a bit um, lampshade. Yeah. And tassel. I just... Like, same with Lawrence, like, I don't want to see a fitted dress in a prehistoric category. Sorry about no. it. I gave her 6.5 truffles. Did you? Mm. I actually gave it an 8. I really liked the hair, even though um, I really deeply believe in, obviously, the reusing of, like, wigs and looks. Like, you shouldn't just, like, wear them once. Feel like you can't wear them again because they've been on a show. But the only thing with that hair is it's so iconic and I have seen it before. And yeah, it's just, her promo look, isn't it? I wish I'd seen it on the runway first because mm. I feel like I would have gone much more crazy about it if I hadn't seen it before. Same. Um, but so, that's the the wig was what was making it a 6.5 it would have been less if that lovely beehive wasn't there sure 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 um, and I just really liked it I really liked seeing um, shout out to House of Palooka who've done this quite a few times I just really liked seeing non-conventional uh, like wig shapes on the runway mm. which we don't really see that much in UK drag um, but yeah I really fucking love that and I gave yeah hey next up we have the question still remaining Tia Coffee pterodactyl on the runway my mum told me if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything. So, I really don't like it, Kath. She looks like a Victorian plague doctor. <laughs> is that like? Did she not consider that? Very that. My first thing that put is serving body. <laughs> what? Does she know what? Does she know how you serve body? I think just who is she serving like it to? Her. Not us. It was just so weird because I thought what? Like I was actually genuinely <laughs> confused by it. I had to like go back because I was like, you're not in anything form fitting. You've got webbing between your arms and your body anyway. Like, how do you think you're serving body? It was just really confusing to me. I was like, what a strange thing to say when you're in something that's so completely shapeless. It's like well, I mean, it was it was like sh- it was tight on her torso, but that no, it wasn't because she had the wings. No, but you could see like her body. I didn't. And then, and yeah, I just... Um, I gave it a three, truffles. Ah! <laughs> Rhinestones does not an outfit maketh, unfortunately. Like, that can't be... Not that pathetic amount as well. It's only about 200 on there, probably. You need thousands if you want it to uh, bloody I need work. some fucking Aurea Borealis. <laughs> um, yeah, your talent can't be rhinestones. I'm sorry, that can't be that can't be the highlight of your outfit. Who is it that said pretty girls don't need rhinestones? Kamora Black. Yeah, <laughs> no, she said stonings for ugly girls. <laughs> Make her seem nicer. <laughs> Shout out to Kamora Black, who really brought nothing but wild things to the runway. Look at me being like, if you don't have anything nice to say, and they're just like, 
Ten Cuss minutes later. Cuss her out. <laughs> chair her. Chair her. And I just thought it was all very strange to me and she just really went hard for it and it, it threw me off. Yeah. Um, so I gave it a four. Yeah. Next up, we have Ms. Bimini Bon Boulash. Who Bimini is, Bon Bacteria. Who is in custom Dan Chapman hair. Who We've seen a lot of great hair from Dan Chapman, actually. Mm. Um, and she's now, I don't know if you've seen, have just recently released a new collection with a horror. She's doing some sort of like collab with a horror with wigs, which is that she just really does fucking gorgeous finger waves. Mm. She's really, for, and for a British wig stylist, she's really the person that you would go to for like nice sculptural hair. I really thought you were talking about Bimini then for ages because you were saying she. The, <laughs> the royal she. We're all, we're all <laughs> she's to me. I just want to be transparent and say, Bimini Bon Boulash, you need to be more considerate as I have asthma and you took my breath away. <laughs> <laughs> um, honestly, I can I just point out that please, please do. It is ludicrous for a drag race queen during a pandemic to be getting a garment made that is referencing Couturier Iris Van Herpen's silhouettes. Like mm. when that came out, I was literally like, "Oh my fucking god!" Like that was by Ricky Lee Drayford, by the way. There's one thing being a queen that is like referencing like contemporary fashion, and that's obviously fucking fantastic, but. You don't come out and be like, oh, yeah, you know, that really famous, like, high-end couturier who they take, their work takes, like, a hundred hands and millions of hours. And you've, like, referenced that in a fucking gorgeous way that looks constructed and incredible. Like, it was, I couldn't believe it. I thought it was, that, the techniques that it takes to make an Iris Van Herpen dress, like, what? My favourite bit was was, uh, when she was like, if you don't get it straight away, read a book. (laughs) Like, <laughs> yes, thank you. Why should we bow down to your stupidity, general public? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So if you don't like the shape of this dress, then go argue with your mum. That's <laughs> really your problem, not mine. And also shout out to the Natasha Marrow shoes. Did you see them? Mm, them like amazing. Yeah, of course. Um, <laughs> if she doesn't get some sort of like vegan food endorsement after this then heads will roll <laughs> i need her to be the new face of like linda mccartney sausages i remember a few years ago um they got uh they got loads of burlesque girls do auditions to be the new face of faggots so there's no reason <laughs> that Bimini couldn't be vegan faggot yeah absolutely there are certain words that i think sound stupid coming from my mouth and i don't like to say them too much but i'm gonna have to use two on Bimini's. yeah beautiful and ethereal not just bringing outfits to the runway that like fit the criteria that like every single fucking time to me she just goes above and beyond she's never bringing you know how we're always like oh maybe i would do this but like oh three girls have done it like she never even skates close to doing something that anyone else has tried Mm. there's been no attempts at outfits that have been nothing but unique i just fucking love her and you know what It's never been... I normally, in Drag Race, have such a clear idea of who I need to win. I have Mm. one person that I fixate all my hot, potent sexual energy on. And this time, it is so tied between three people that I can't bear it, that Mm. I'm like, I'm actually dreading the finale coming because I I can't really see any of my honeys go. No. It's going to be fucking tough. Basically, I gave her a 10. Mm. That's a 10. Basically, bitch. I gave her a 10. Run the clip. <laughs> mm, that's a 10. Absolutely. Um, this, yeah. I mean, this and Tase's look for me was just a real fucking highlight. And how many... I can't wait to go back and do... Maybe I'll do a lovely ta- uh, uh, table and put it up on the gram. I need to see what who got the highest scores overall because I'm pretty sure I've given Bimini a 10 pretty much every single week. 
Um, just absolutely fantastic. Next up, we have Lady Shady herself. It's Lawrence Cheney. Lady Shady, Lawrence Cheney. I really like the teeth. Loved the teeth. That's a very shout out to um, shout out to you, Meth. And you. <laughs> Shout out to Meth. Yeah, I loved the teeth. I loved the Diamante rips. Called herself Cavewoman Realness. It wasn't, honey. It was the same silhouette you're giving us every time. Yeah, you got body, but six truffles from me. Um, I'm going to start with the nice. I said body looked right as always. Constructing a body out of... But we know she can do that. She's wearing the same pads every week, Barney. It's not rocket science. I know. I just thought it deserved a shout out. I thought her body looked right. I was trying to find something positive. <laughs> um, because for the first time, I just was like, I'm actually not that impressed. And I normally am very consecutively impressed with Lawrence. Mm. We always say, like, the construction is right. The hair looks good. Um, I am just worried we've hit a bit of a wall in terms of, you know, at one point they said to Bianca, like, like if you come out here in another fucking boat neck dress that's just like frilled and form fitting, we're going to have to let you go. Like, like, we know you can do it. You can't just do the same thing good over and over. Um, and I just wonder that a bit with Lawrence, that she has a very, very singular idea of like what her drag looks like in terms of like, it's always going to be gowns. It's always going to have similar construction that, yes, she does it well, but do we need to see it again? Mm. And I just, when she came out, I was a bit like... Absolutely nothing. I thought it was, a, it was a camp old bar look. I could have seen her doing a, a B-52s number in that at the bar. but That's what Sister Sister was giving me. B-52s? Yeah. She was giving me B-11. <laughs> um, yeah, and I thought also as well, one thing that I don't like, I, one thing that I really don't like with queens, I love old drag, but I don't like when drag makes them look old. And yeah. I thought she looked very, very old. Mm. She was giving me sort of like geriatric drag um <laughs> that's a good name jerry jerry hattrick jerry hattrick yeah yeah um presenting to the stage miss jerry hattrick mm-hmm. um yeah and i gave it a five five truffles because remember she does do her own hair and i think that's quite consecutively good and next up we have the baby herself it's ellie diamond who also hair every single week and outfits constructed by her the i loved the hair i saw it um hanging around in the you love the hair because she's a she's a taller queen i love that she always goes big with the hair she's uh you lukey uh presented to the stage you are very from that school aren't you it's like i need my hair to completely engulf my body i need it to be nine what's the point (laughs) nine times the size of my body and may i point out that lukey is also four foot eight and a sample size (laughs) Uh, uh her makeup was absolutely stunning yeah that's really what i wrote um either either the brows were too high or the wig was too low <laughs> there was about four centimeters between them when it cut her at one point i was like you know well, when... maybe that was a bra- a nod to a brow a big brow maybe but... no because it, that, that's like heavy brow that's like thick neanderthal brow it's just like she just had no no forehead whatsoever oh you're saying there was too little yeah the brows were too high or the wig was too low sure. something was going on there one thing i really don't like is when people create a whole conceptual look regardless of like what quality you thought it was um and then just chuck a, a thigh high pvc boot on it <laughs> what <laughs> such a strange like that was 50 percent of her body basically yeah. and, and like the thigh like put some fur trim on it throw a couple of bones around it something it was just like that that really took me out of the fantasy and it made me not like the outfit i suppose yeah that then it turns into more like a halloween outfit i'd say i gave any five i gave her a six truffles okay uh let's talk the real tease the wigs. I need to hear your zinger. I need to hear your minger. My zinger was our wig, but with honourable mention to Florencia's beehive. 
Yeah. Um, and I'm really, one thing uh, we didn't talk about earlier when this came on, I really need to know about the construction of that. Is, do we think it's caged? Yeah, it is. I remember seeing her making it. Um, and what's really interesting she is She learned that, from the Annie Hard. Uh, is that her name? Yeah, Annie Hard. Um, the, what's really interesting is that the hair is wrapped around it horizontally. Yeah, it's, it looks like it's... It's not trying to be a normal beehive. It's like its own weird. Yeah, thing. it's more like more like a just like a a hair art construction. Yeah, heart. Um, and I love that it's yeah. I just I I, I really agree. My um, zinger was sister sisters, but also that Dan Chapman Bimini's one. Fucking weird. Mm. Uh, and just loved its sort of like braided plaited concept. Mm. Thought that was fucking great. And your minger. <laughs> Tia's weird fucking crimp. Yeah. I just thought it was such a strange choice for... Um, I'm sorry if a stylist did that. We're not cussing out your work. I just thought it was a really strange choice. You were supposed to be a pterodactyl. So it's like that for me, I would have gone like slicked back or pony or something. Just something different or maybe like something yeah, that like was... Yeah, something hard, not soft. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just that... It was a complete disconnect for me and I also just really didn't like the colours. No, who puts rainbow with grey? Oh, maybe it's like a rainbow coming through the grey clouds. <laughs> It's a concept. She's a pterodactyl <laughs> flying through the sky. You really fucking sold that to me, if I'm honest. I was like, oh, clouds, rainbow. Sky. It's, it's a gay pterodactyl. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and that was my minger. What was yours? That. Oh, you were... <laughs> Damn, sis. And then we head on to the critique. How did you feel about um, how the judges critiqued the gals? Well, first of all, I was a bit confused because normally we have three tops and three bottoms. Yeah. But there was only five there. So I was... <clears throat> so I was very confused as to whether Ahura was a top or a bottom. And I think mm. she thought she was a bottom. I think everyone thought she was a bottom and maybe she was meant to be, but I don't think there's any way she should have been. Oh, no, 100%. My first thing that I put was that I just thought they went so hard on a horror. I was like, a bit baffled by it. I was like, she looks fucking fantastic. And I thought she did great in the snatch game. But I suppose it's getting to that point in the competition where like, if you're not in the very top top, then you have to be a bottom. But then why wasn't she safe? I've got two gripes with Jessie Ware and I'm going to tell you my first one. When no. she was like, oh, you didn't really take it far enough. But then I thought, did I want you to take it that far? It's like, what do you want then, Jessie? Like that is the most wank <laughs> critique ever. It's like, first of all, what would be taking it too far in... The Snatch Game. You say you've watched all seasons. Did you see Detox coming to the front and pretending to piss? Did you see Fifi O'Hara, give a twirl, give a twirl, give a twirl? Uh, like, I really hate it, Cassie. Did you see the romper room fuckery that has gone on so many times in Snatch Game? Like, I don't understand what you think going too hard would be, but it definitely wasn't the fantastic comedic um, experience that was. Louis I guess Prince. maybe she thought the lisp, but like... Get well, over it. Do, also, did you think that maybe it would be too disrespectful to Dame Louis Spence? I don't think so. <laughs> um, so I didn't I didn't like that, and I feel like maybe I'm just a bit too hot because they were coming for a horror. Mm. Um, I liked it when Alan Carr said that taste looked like Diana Ross has gone mental in a Safari Park gift shop because I thought the Diana Ross bit is us. Yeah, <laughs> and the Safari. <laughs> um, and I thought we're definitely going to have to put that on yeah. the IG, aren't we? Um, when, but when they said, when Alan Carr was like, oh, I really like it when Snatch Game beca- becomes surreal, I thought... Is that because it's a black person playing a white person? I just thought it, it wasn't really surreal at all. I thought mm. actually she was kind of giving realism. No? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought actually for Snatch Game, like it's really got surreal. Like sometimes it's really fucking weird, yeah. but this wasn't one of them. <laughs> um, and I thought that was a bit of a weird thing to say. RuPaul reading her about the pads. She just knows that in 20 years time, it's going to be Tasis Drag Race. Yeah. She's like, I've got, to, I've got to bash this bitch down while I can because she is really coming for the crown for the beauty. 
honestly. With the nerve audacity gumption in the goal. And I... Her whole body could be hip pads. I don't even care. No, 100%. I don't care if she's wearing the hip pads glued outside of her tights. Yeah. Like, honestly, try it. Um, and I just thought that, how are you going to try and read taste saying that, that her hip pads are showing? She's fucking 16 pounds soaking wet. Like, her, her there is nothing to cling to. Her hip pads are always going to be showing. Like, you can see every single muscle in her body. Like, I don't know where you think she was going to hide it. Um... I found it really hard to watch how over time Lawrence was working That's what I to try as and well. win back favour. I think she just knew that she was like, I've, I've done fucked up. Mm. Um, and also in contrast as well to how the ease that Tace took it with, like Tace was just like sort of, when RuPaul herself was like, your hip pads are showing, she was like, oh yeah, I sort of saw that. She's like, not. And then it cut straight to Lawrence and Lawrence was like, hello, dog, dog, dog. Like, yeah. It's like, oh, you're panicking, babe. I don't want that for you. Um, also, as well, another person who this is real stardom to me, Bimini, so at ease on that runway. She yeah, pa- she doesn't mind correcting Alan Carr. There is not amoeba; it's it's bacteria, and yeah. he didn't take that bad. It's like two two uh, famous people talking to each other. Icons supporting icons. Yeah, um, and I really like that. Lawrence, when he started crying, I hate it. And this is this is what I fucking hate about this like uh, insistence on like really dredging up all these awful memories for them for TV is I feel like it desensitizes us to just how awful the things are that they're talking about. <laughs> like they are literally talking about like the queer pain that they have gone through. But because it's just like rolled out in every single episode and then memes are made about it saying, I don't want to see any more fucking crying. Like <laughs> it's like we are really just invalidating. Thanks a lot, you idiot really just invalidating and just skipping over just like all these like really terrible life experiences that they've gone through and how difficult it is for them as public facing figures that are so new to being scrutinized by the world Mm. i just yeah i don't want to see that tia on that runway it must be difficult she's just every single week she's like i really desperately want to give you more but and and what's difficult is that you can see that she thinks she's giving more and it's like she thinks she's got an expectation that she's that she's elevated it and brought more to the runway and then she goes in front of them and they're like, it's just not, nah. a, it's just not of a level that we want. Um, so that was. But really, that's whose fault is that? Is that not the casting people that have like looked over everyone's stuff and chosen her despite her not having the same wardrobe as other people? The thing is, that's difficult. Is like you, what you bring to the runway is visual, so it's very easy for people. Everyone wears clothes. It's very easy for people to critique how high-end your looks are. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, you can look at it and be like, that, I don't think that's as good as... And also, because they come one after the other, you can be like, that wasn't as good as the one mm. before or the one after, whatever. But, like, what Tia brings to the competition is good TV. She's funny. She gives good talking head. Mm. And, like, so... Which is uh, which you just take for granted because you're watching a TV show and enjoying it. So it's like, clearly the casting directors would have been like, she might not kill on the runway or even in the challenges, but she will be fucking good mm. TV. Sidebar, thinking of fucking good TV, I'm so obsessed with Married at First Sight Australia season six. If I'm not got UK hind in my head, I'm, all I want to do is watch that. But Shut up. Watch it after they listen to the pod. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, whilst. Um, and then we head on to Untucked. Uh, and uh, one of my friends texted me this week saying, oh, is it Untucked because they untuck their dicks? It was like... This is why straight people should not be allowed to watch. But they actually don't. No. They've got to go back out on the runway. So and also, misleading. as you know by UK Drag Race, like, not a lot of the dicks are tucked. <laughs> Most of them are just hanging out underneath a nice little a little racist skirt. <laughs> I'm going to say that I think the trajectory of Sister Sister, I think, is highly produced. Now that Ahura, Ahura was really being given the bitch nasty edit, 
and now you're seeing real vulnerability from her and she got her redemption arc and i think that they are struggling because the queens it's such a fucking good season and the queens are so loved they're really struggling with get, making a villain out of someone but we I, don't need a villain they don't have but they to do for it tv like the there's UK, always one the every one. single time there is a villain it was a turn off for me um anyway. and i think that that is highly produced and they're trying to they're not showing her do anything i feel like ahura is our inner voice she is saying the things that everyone is too scared to say and she's just she's rago saying them mm. uh but also the fact that she was scared to perform. I thought, oh, whores, that ain't you. <laughs> she is a sensational performer. And I thought, I hate the... the well, it's because ar- she felt restricted in her clothes. Well, that's what I was going to say. The but idea... Just them off. Rip, yeah, break first off of them all. bones. Give us a fucking... We'll print it again, honey. Who was it? Mayhem, giving us with the... Uh, the you pebbles. want a piece of me? Um, <laughs> I thought... Uh, no, it was whole, wasn't it? Not yeah. Britney Spears. No, not you want a piece of me. It's you want a piece of me. Anna, Anna, Anna. Uh, that's the <laughs> that lyric. Sounds, kind of. Still sounds like Britney, but um, anyway. It must be really fucking awful to be scared that you're like, I think, like, I can fucking perform, I can kill a performance, but it might be this costume that is going to pull me back. That must be such a shit feeling. Like, literally do it in your undergarments then. Yeah, 100%. And also, the queens in All Stars are allowed to change. Yeah, they change they're all, all stars, the time. honey. They've earned their diva shit. I, I didn't like that they felt because Lawrence is a front runner that she's just not allowed to be upset. <laughs> Everyone was like really like sort of like uh, attacking her for being very vulnerable and open about. They were sort of like attacking the fact that she was like upset about doing badly. And it's like just because she's done well, like she sees herself as a comedy queen and she thought this was going to be something that she would excel in. And arguably she was one of the worst. And so she's just upset. They wouldn't hold space for her to just like, it's not like she's like, sitting around like crying like trying to take up all the air in the room being like oh my god this is the worst she just literally had a moment they were like are you okay and she was like no like i'm like really disappointed with myself and they were like wow she's disappointed with herself yeah, like, don't ask sympathy from me you won't you won't show me any love when you, were, when you were in the top true when it goes back to the judges for their sort of final delibs yeah um i thought it was such great comments to get for bimini alan carr said that her performance was a masterclass, which is <laughs> wild that and is, rupaul that. said uh gave her credit for editorializing the concept of prehistoric which again is just like that is a sick compliment to yeah absolutely like we said like she not only took she not only took the concept and moved so far outside of what was expected but also she could have just gone with like an amoeba bacteria thing and done that but like she elevated a unique concept. It was like just, oh, I fucking love her. <laughs> Everything about it to me was exquisite. I'd give, mm. in fact, she'd be my first 11 oh! out of 10. So it's probably not a surprise that she is the winner of this week. Uh, as fucking deserved. So then heading into the lip sync, we in our, our bottom two this week are Tia Coffee and Lawrence Cheney. Do you agree? Oh, I do agree. I'm just happy with those two lip syncing as the bot- as the yes, worst two. Absolutely agree. And uh, to Kathy Dennis, touch me, another banger. I loved how all the judges were singing along this time. And also Ahura, absolutely love the song, but I, I, not for a lip sync. I thought these mid-tempo songs are very, very difficult. And I thought I, I do love the song, and I really loved that everyone was really jamming. But I thought it was a, I thought it was a tough lip sync song this week. I think they both made the mistake of trying to dance it too much. I feel like that's one you just kind of walking around slowly, like was more like close to your body, especially if you've got your arms that you can't move. Tia, why are you trying to give us five points north, south, east, and west? She's like, a you pointless can't reach, sister, honey. You can't reach anything though. Like it's all like 
like it's quite a sensual song, even though it's got like a dance beat. You could just be kind of just like touching yourself and on the floor mm. and rubbing your hair. Performance styles, can we talk? I just thought Tia bringing, and, and I'm going to, I know this is a harsh thing to say, but this is the third performance now that we've had from her and this really compact, uh, compounded how I feel about her. She lip sync, bringing me nothing. Yeah. Sure, once upon a time she threw herself on the floor. She smashed her knees up for the, for the drama. Um, <laughs> but I just thought, really, actually, she's not a lip syncer. No, and do you remember coming in, she was like, I'm a performer, I'm a singer, I'm a dancer. I guess that's that Clapham life. <laughs> I didn't really get the, the what personality or character Lawrence was trying to convey. It was just very chin heavy, unless he was trying to be like Claire from Steps or yeah, something. Giving you the Claire grimace. Like, yeah, just like the whole like... The personality he gave himself in the lip sync didn't match the song. It didn't match his character. It was just very weird. And just I think that was the Lawrence Cheney manic. character. I think we haven't seen a Lawrence Cheney performance. And I think that's what she gives you. She gives you sort of like... I really don't like it, Kath. I think she gives you sort of like bold, strong diva. Do you know who was going... The, energy. Who did the best in the whole of it? Jessie Ware going the fuck off. Yeah. Hitting mm. every beat. Um... I would like to say about Tia that my one thing that isn't very hot for me for drag queens is when drag queens perform, I've said this, I can't remember if I said it, but probably actually about Tia. I don't like when drag queens perform like they're singing and that's what Tia does. Like she, my best sort of drag lip sync performance is when they tell, it doesn't have to be the story of the song, but when they tell a story. And I think that the biggest part for me of lip syncing is acting. Mm. And if you um, cast your mind back to, obviously this is a very obvious reference to use, but Sasha Velour giving you so emotional. She told a story from beginning to end that isn't necessarily the story of the song, but the acting, the intensity, the intention of every single movement and every single line was so clear. And I think quite often you see uh, drag queens that aren't actors just singers or whatever um just like not really give you any narrative with the, and i just looked at her face and I was like, she's not using her face she points a bit and she dances a bit but she's not a dancer but like there's no like there's no intensity there's no strength to her face no. just sort of like just kind of just smiling remember in memory tasted absolutely nothing she didn't dance she didn't move she didn't like she didn't she did everything but the intensity and the storytelling. That's what I need to see. I need to see storytelling. Mm. But I did think, I, I think it's fair to say that I, I personally felt like the lip sync is a difficult performance. I didn't think that song lent itself well to a drag race performance. That mid-tempo that you can't really dance to, that was a difficult choice. My head jumped straight to Shut Up and Drive. Mm. You've got, stylistically, the song, you, you'd be giving the uh, the car references, all of that. But also, like, it's a... It's a, it's a tempo you can dance to. It changes throughout. When it's just like a, a vocal that it just sort of stays at the same tempo and it's mid-tempo that's like difficult to dance to, but it's also not the intensity of a ballad. I think that's a, it's a hard chance. Well, yeah, if you're just using like a club track, it, it's just like a constant beat, isn't it? it yeah, doesn't really there's not go really anywhere. much shade and light of it. Club track. The club tracks. <laughs> From the lip sync, though, I think deservedly, we say, we say goodbye to Tia Coffee. And I'm really glad she stayed this long, actually. Not at the expense of, well, literally anyone that's gone home. I would love to have Cherry Valentine to have stayed over her. Astina. Astina, yep. (laughs) But I do think that she has been a great narrator and I'm really glad that she got to show this much of herself. I thought that, like, actually, sure, she hasn't been my favourite at all, but I'm glad that she stayed. I like her as a human. I thought it was so funny. Like, a real good thing about UK drag race is people are just so much less starstruck of RuPaul. I imagine someone in America being like, are you sure? 
Like, that wouldn't have happened. So I really like that about Tia. The dramatics of it are so much lower. Like, the stakes of it, people are just so much more chilled that it gives them, it gives them the confidence and the comfort to just really be themselves and, like, have a joke. Everyone really pokes fun of how stupid Drag Race is, mm. whereas, like, on the American one, the fucking contrast of going from the UK one to season 13 of America is just, like, it... you. The joy of the UK one compared to like how much of like a America's Next Top Model competition season mm. 13 is, is is quite startling. Um, and I'm really fucking glad to say and to see Tia Coffee. She leaves uh, Drag Race UK straight out an electro pop single. Last time I checked, it was like charting. Oh, that's good. Absolutely fantastic. So for I was going to ask, did she do clap and proud? But I guess she I did. think she fucking did. I mean, we'd have to ask the eleven people that are in the <laughs> <laughs> in Clapham. But yeah, um, and I almost forgot for a second about the East London Clapham. Yeah, beef. how could you? <laughs> yeah. Before um, we uh, start finishing up, yeah, did we see a bit it. of a horror's donkey tail? I tried to <gasps> screenshot it. Oh, get it on the pod, honey. It's so hard. There's... Let's raise a glass to all the donkey tails. Of the yeah. World. We don't see that enough. <laughs> Although you have been calling out a couple of meaty mm. teas, like Mystic Meg herself, you forecast. You were saying, hold up, did I see a giant dong on Tace? And then in her girl band challenge, she's saying, inches to the floor, I ain't talking about my weave. She's talking about the weave. It's like, you know, she's got one eye looking out for Selena, one eye on <laughs> all the cocks. <laughs> when it went to next week's, at first, I didn't clock that a horror was wearing dungarees. <laughs> I just got the highest waistline. I took a picture of her. <laughs> it was like the jeans start just underneath her nipples. It's yeah. so crazy. But then Lovely. later on, you see it's, it's a one-strap dungaree. She's, she's a queen that cares about the silhouette. <laughs> um, oh, you know Raven. what I'm going to say. That face. It is unbelievable when you think that Raven is like a sort of, she's like a 75-year-old man. And she's like, she's a trucker. Like, do you think about it? Like, she, she's a very masculine-looking man. Mm. I, well, I don't love to see. Taste having an injury. Oh Obviously, my God. we know it's not going to be anything. It's going to be a literal paper cut. But I just don't a hangnail. Yeah, I just don't want to see the honey in peril. No. Ever. Um, when it flicked to, I think it was Michelle saying like, I'm sorry, that does not cut it. I thought, hang on, hold up. Tia's gone. <laughs> Who's now not cutting it? I believe, I'm going to call it, who do you think? Ellie. Ellie. She's Crafty on queen. The yeah, I believe. And I, I feel like maybe the cliffhanger should be that we think we call that who we think might be in the bottom two. How about What's that? What's the next week's episode? Next episode is Super Sheroes and they have to construct a garment out of uh, found materials. Okay, so it's another construction challenge. So a horror will be safe. A horror will be safe. Ellie will be safe, maybe. Mm, maybe. She makes a lot of her own stuff. Maybe. Um, I think... And, and, and Lawrence. And Sister Sister makes all her own stuff Fuck, as well. So, so that, maybe. Why? that means Bimini and Tace in the bottom. Not having that. No, absolutely not. Um, I think I think Bimini will turn it out. I think she is. I think she would have thought about the construction. Haven't we? We've seen construction before, and actually, Taste and Bimini excelled in them. Mm. But cleverly, Ahura was the real right person to bone because uh, she's a she's a designer. Yeah. She's obviously going to help her friend. She's a designer. <laughs> and she's obviously going to help her friend. So actually, yeah, good, her bum buddy. good rooting. Um, <laughs> And Rose and Thorn. Okay. What's it going to be? My rose, which I imagine actually might be yours as well. My rose was Katie Price. I thought it was fucking brilliant. Every so often, I, I couldn't pick out one, even though I did think that uh, Vivian, I thought hers was good last season. There's rarely a character on Snatch Game that I'm like, absolutely fucking nailed. And I thought <laughs> Katie Price was fucking nailed. Love you, Bims. Yeah, my rose was. Just Bimini in general, plus her being. PSR wig. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Sure, sure. Again. I'm in. Thorn. Well, I don't know about this now because now you've made me feel that I'm just a sucker um, being led by the producers. But I was going to say Sister's Baditude. Which is funny because my Thorn is, for the first time this season... I got the feeling this episode of a real sense of production, mm. which I don't like because that's an American thing. I feel like in I feel like our drag race is driven by the girls and not by the production. Mm. That's such an American thing. And I thought for the first time with the sort of taste being like, oh, Ellie, please tell us about your trauma. And then just mm. everyone crying. And also the construction of this uh, villain arc for Sister Sister. I thought, do you know what? I'm actually seeing for the first time Product like real heavy production, and I don't like it, Kath. I don't like it, Kath. Um, so yeah, that was my thorn. So let's head on to season three Dreamcast. My Dreamcast uh, for this week would be Ms. Soroya Marshall. Oh, just I love her. Absolute angel face, lip sync assassin, just totally gorgeous. And she now has makeup tutorials on YouTube. So if you follow yes. that and you can even get 2% of the beauty that she's giving, giving, sure, then like you're onto a winner. I don't know whether she's relatively new, but I remember seeing her for the first time and being like, oh, excuse me. Excuse me, who the hell is Lots this? of like nice sort of like 80s looks. Yeah. She's really, there's something about her face as well that's quite Jada Essence Hall. Like she's got some sort of like, you know that like, Jada Essence Hall can be quite painted, mm. but just that real sort of like, I'm going to say it, she's giving you sort of like Sierra beauty. Oof. Yeah, absolutely gorgeous. Love to see the girls branching out into YouTube. <laughs> I love to see, I really need as much in this uh hellhole lockdown i need to see as much content on as many platforms as possible my uh, season three dreamcast is i know you love them i love them <laughs> zodi mm, oh, gorgeous oh. angel you could paint as zodi they have like such a mm. um recognizable. recognizable and like iconic like eye shape um but one thing i love about them is uh, uh, like i would say i would i would guess that they their background is in art because they're just so, they're so intricate and they're so well painted. Mm. And I love to see that they're doing a completely different, a completely different take on drag. And also some fucking great wigs. You know them gorgeous like give head wigs, the sort of like ponytails ones? Mm. You know them, I think I've seen them in some of the gorgeous. And I feel like as well that I've seen them muddling for a wig company as well. Um, but yeah, just absolutely love their drag. Please head over to, I believe it's at the only Zodi, which is Z-O-D-I. Because their drag is fucking exquisite. It's the truth, Ruth. Deal with it. And so that is the wrap up of episode six. Wow, that is our sixth. That is the wrapping up of our sixth podcast. How about that? Crazy. I know. Time flies when you're having fun. So, as another exciting snatch game comes to an end, so does this episode of Cliffhangers. Oh, what a what a treat it's been. It's been a pleasure as always, Barney. Thank you. And hopefully we'll see you soon, gals and guys and gays and theys. See you on the flip side. Bye.